Unitas gives to Amici. The Colts are the world champions. Amici scores. That's amazing. Sensational. Dramatic. Heart-rending. Exciting. Thrilling finish in the history of college football. California has won the big game. Go crazy, folks. This is Phil Steele. This is Mike Burnham. This is Wes Durham. This is Mike Ashley. Woo, mercy, this is handsome Jimmy Vane, the Boogie Woogie Man. Hey, guys, I'm ESPN's Marty Smith, and you're listening to Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Are you ready to rock? Are you ready to rock? Okay, let's do it. You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network, 101.7, 103.5, and 1460. Simulcasting on 710 WFNR. Streaming online at WRADradio.com and the TuneIn app for your phone. Join the conversation now on the Long and Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900. Now your host, Rick Watson. Rick Watson. It's the finally Friday edition of the program. Hope everybody's doing okay wherever you might be. We'd love to hear from you. You can call us up on the Louise Baker Team Hotline, 639-4900. Text line's open for you at 744-2990. And happy Friday. Hope everybody's doing okay. Interesting night in the... ACC Tournament. We'll get into that a little bit. Quarterfinals are done. Jen and Mike Ashley in our Power Hour. So that's coming up as well in hour number three. And anything else that you would like to uh, converse about today? 
Did you know Friday, it's a little... Little, little looser, if that makes sense. <laughs> Sorry, just enjoying a little bit of a extended under pressure here, because we're all under pressure. All right, looking at high school basketball, first and foremost, last night. First of all, I want to congratulate both the George With boys and the Pulaski County girls for great seasons. I know how disappointing it is when you make it to the finals and you don't come through with the dub, but it doesn't take away anything um, from either effort. As last night, Lancaster, who's ranked number 25 in the country, knocked off uh, George With. 62-40. to 40. And again, um, congratulations to them for all of their work. And Pulaski County lost the state championship uh, to Hampton yesterday on the girls' side. And I know it's disappointing, especially when you've been there now three times in the last five years, but this program has accomplished so much. And I know a great crowd, a great contingent of Cougar fans went and supported the ladies. But look, it's, it's difficult, I know. It's one of those deals where you just, it just eats at you. But don't let it at all take away from everything that these ladies were able to get done as well. I mean, it was really, really fun to watch their season. And, you know, sometimes you just uh, you run into a buzzsaw. And that's what happened. 75-63. It was a good game. High-scoring game. But, you know, Hampton's really good. And Pulaski County is really good. Just that's the way it went. And I hope that um, we can all look and help lift up those uh, young people. Because I know it's tough. I know it's tough. I see it with the college kids that I deal with and – I mean, the Radford players still having a hard time with the last second loss to Campbell in the Big South Semi. So I understand. Now, Carroll County will be playing, I think it's at 1230 today. Go Cavs. Um, they'll be taking on Brentsville District. Never heard of Brentsville District. That's today, right? At 12.30, Carroll County, 27-1. and Brentsville District, 21-6. and So, good luck to uh, Carroll County. Speaking of really good programs. Northside at 2.30, down the road in Roanoke, 28-1 on the season. We'll be taking on Hopewell. Good luck to them. I hope that goes well for the Vikings. Good people down there. And then tomorrow, of course, tomorrow evening, you have a couple of teams here in the area. Patrick Henry will be taken on Woodside. And, of course, Radford battles the number one team in the country, John Marshall. So uh, good luck to all of our teams, and congratulations to all of uh, our local teams. By the way, we've had uh, sometimes, I I guess – Friday becomes all request Friday. Sometimes it's music, sometimes it's other stuff. <laughs> Tom sent a text message in 
this morning. You said, hey, one day you were playing old sports TV themes. And you actually had the one from the 1970s. I don't know what year that was, but the 1970s NBA theme. You mean this one, Tom? Here you go. It's glorious. There you go, Tom. This is it. You have a bunch of neon silhouettes playing basketball, by the way, on the video. It's the CBS theme from the 70s. They should bring this back. Of course, CBS doesn't carry the NBA anymore. There you go, Tom. We aim to please. Yeah, I kind of wanted to hear that again. They're on the floor, and they're ready to score. (laughs) Ah, Good stuff, man. And I know it's so hard. It's so easy to get me to go down the uh, rabbit hole. All right, I'll go right into it. You remember this one? This is the 90s. NBA theme. This was great. I think John Tesh did this, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. This is when he'd have Michael Jordan in the 90s. All those great games, the Knicks, the battles, the Rockets won back-to-back titles. This was the NBA theme in the 90s that a lot of people says the best one ever of any sports theme. What do you think? I think this is John Tesh that created this. This ran from 91 to 2002 on NBC. I mean, I like it a lot. I mean, it, it sets the time and it sets the mood. This is when we were all really kind of enthralled by the NBA when it was more of an extension of the college game as opposed to whatever the hell it's become now because you have guys who just don't want to play so they have to load manage for 10 games because you know they're making 50 million dollars a year god forbid they play 82 so there you go the Tom gets it started and then of course I love to look stuff like this up so then I get Totally distracted by finding all these old themes. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, it's good stuff. It's a Friday. I mean, we try to have some fun. It's been a stressful time. We're always, always stressed. So, there you go. There you go. Thanks for that. 639-4900. All right. <laughs> And if anybody has any requests to hear anything like that from a sports perspective, I'll be glad to try to find it for you. I'll do my best. ACC quarters last night and yesterday. Miami had to hold off Wake Forest. I told David Till it would be close. 
74-72, Miami survives. Duke, I said Duke's going to win this thing, and boy, oh boy, did they crush Pitt, huh? 96-69. Woo! 27-point win. Virginia, it was a battle with Carolina, who uh, played okay, led early, and battled back late, but Virginia found a way, 68-59 for the Cavs, and then which makes the Virginia Tech loss look even worse. Clemson absolutely, and I mean absolutely, throttled NC State in the late game, 80-54. to The Wolfpack scored 18 second-half points. That's the team that scored 97 on the Hokies. Whew. So now tonight you've got Duke and Miami, and then Clemson and Virginia. Duke is the first game at 7, and then uh, 9.30 will be Clemson and Virginia in the ACC semis. All four of those teams will be in the NCAA tournament. And everyone, as soon as Carolina lost yesterday, everybody indicating that Carolina is out. And if that is indeed the case, and what I mean by everybody is all the pundits, there were people who other than Joe Lenardi, who to me lost a lot of credibility with the fact that he went two and a half days without fixing the College of Charleston being on the bubble after they won the title in their conference. But everybody's saying that Carolina did not do enough in the ACC tournament, and they will be the first ever preseason number one to not make the field of 64-68, as it is now. And we'll have to wait and see if that's true for the Tar Heels. But that would kind of be an old wow moment for them, to say the least. And why were they preseason number one? They weren't great last year until they went on their run late in the year. And really, they didn't go on a run until the NCAA tournament. Now, they had Duke's number last year. But, you know, one of the teams that Tech beat in their run to the ACC tournament championship. They weren't on fire last year. They just got on fire in the tournament. But they had everybody coming back. All the uh, NIL deals that were kind of made public, everybody but Manic back. And everybody says that you know, Brady Manic was that integral, and that may be the case. But there's more going on down there in Chapel Hill than uh, Brady Manic not being part of that returning starting five. But this is going to be a big story, and it's something Hubert David's going to have to um, correct quickly, I think. Blue Bloods will not allow even their own to run their program into a place that they don't recognize. And it looks like to me John Shire is going to be okay at Duke. He's got them playing really well. I've got to give him credit. I thought they kind of limped along a little bit, didn't have much of an identity. Then their defensive identity really started to pick up. And kudos to him in the shadow of Mike Krzyzewski. I think Shire is going to be just fine. Hubert Davis had the big year last year, but really it was just one tournament. And then they followed up with a resounding thud this year, a bunch of individuals out there playing, and Carolina is out and likely looking at the NIT. Mm. We'll see. Wake Forest as well. This is what Tech's dealing with. There's two teams already going to be in the NIT. Do they take three from the ACC, depending on what happens with other bit stealers? because the NIT is obligated to take conference regular season champions. All right, we're just getting started on the uh, 
Finally, Friday edition. 744-2990. More coming up. Oh, boy. You're not off the leash yet. We're happy to have you with us and hope you'll come back often. Big Dog Sports Talk will be right back. Stay tuned. We'll be right back on WRAD. The 1976 Monday Night Football intro to the 49ers-Steelers game. We had a request for old Monday Night Football stuff. Yes, Jimmy Hart wears number 17, and he took it from Cleveland Elam. But once there was another number 17, a spindly-legged quarterback, one of the best of his time. And he took more than his fair share of knocks. His name, Dandy Don Meredith. And Mr. Meredith, welcome back. Coach, it's good to be back, and I've missed you. I didn't know you cared. Yeah. Don Merritt, <laughs> it's nice to have him back where he belongs. Stand by, 15 seconds to Oh, here we go. Now, here's the actual open. Ready with your opening graphics. Stand by, Howard. Here we come, Frank. Ready, Don. Howard, Frank, and Dandy Don Meredith. The way God intended. Got a little X's and O's on the uh, on the screen right now. Yeah, a little old Monday Night Football logo. The Tecmo game kind of borrowed this, by the way, in the '90s. Now they're showing all the helmets. Ah, so good. Just so so good. Highlights of some of the stars back then. So we go from this in our Monday Night Football to Joe Buck and Troy Eggman and ESPN. You talk about things that did not age well, <laughs> that did not get better. I mean, ESPN, as soon as Monday Night Football went to ESPN, it became a downtrodden, dead franchise. And that's why when they gave all the money to those two guys, it angered a lot of people who worked there because, you know, it still is what it is. 
still the best part of their Monday night coverage is the alternate broadcast with the Mannings. All right, we're halfway home in hour number one. Dawn is arising here in the NRV. Rainy this morning, a little chilly, so be safe when you're out and about. The rain is scheduled to subside around 11 o'clock or so. And then the sun's actually supposed to shine through, and then the wind's going to pick up. It's going to be a nasty, nasty evening. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We're halfway home, hour one. Jen and Mike Ashley in the Power Hour. Uh, 25 minutes for the top of the hour here on a Friday. Hope you're okay, wherever you might be. Jen and Mike Ashley coming up in the third hour. Mike has been down at the uh, ACC tournament. I don't know if he's still hanging out there. His beloved Tar Heels eliminated yesterday. You missed it. Clemson blew out NC State 80-54 to last night. Wow. Craziness. We'll see where it all ends up on Sunday. NIT bids will come out after the NCAA field's announced, and then we'll find out who Radford draws in the CBI after the NIT comes out. (laughs) It goes in order like that, those three tournaments. 744-2990, we're having some fun. This is what I love about the smartest listening audience in radio, because... You bring something up, and then inevitably people just run with it. And here's uh, another request from Sports TV Sports Past. The NFL Today theme from William. Um, I think this is the right one, William. This is from 76 to 82. Let's, let's give this a listen, shall we? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, now we're getting into it. Remember, we are looking live. Brent Musburger. So good. Phyllis George was on there. Irv Cross, Jimmy the Greek. And then, of course, Brent Musburger. There you go. Yeah. Good call. Good call, William. So now we've heard the uh, the old NBA's theme from the 70s. We heard the NBA's theme from the 90s. Monday Night Football stuff with Howard Cosell. And now this. <laughs> and I live for this kind of stuff. I mean, sometimes at work in the middle of the day, I'll just be uh, thinking about these times when you grew up watching football and sports. And those are the things that you remember, right? Those themes and those things that just kind of stick in your head. Here's from 1980. Oh, they tweaked it. They modernized it a little bit. They had like a computer football player running. Yeah, they kind of made it a little more rock and roll, didn't they? That's pretty good. This is from 1983, the NFL Today on CBS. Still had Brent, Phyllis George, there's Irv Cross, Jimmy the Greek. 
wonder how if you went back in time and looked at Jimmy the Greek's prognostications, how close he was and what his record was. Right? There you go. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, that's what makes sports sports. I found, by the way, I believe it was 1971. And you think about certain items that you had, whether they were, I don't know, clothes, toys, or just things that relates to a time that you can attach to, in our case, I say our because we're sports fans, in our case, our sports memories. And I was up at my mom's, of course, um, my mom is having some major health issues right now, and I was up uh, doing some things for her, and I started digging around. She has a room where she just where they moved from the old house to the new house many years ago. They kind of kept a bunch of the old things, and I found. Do you remember the old NFL thermoserve? They were the black mugs. It had NFL in the middle, and it had all the old helmets, the AFC on top and the NFC on the bottom. And they were plastic, and the ones – I found mine, and I'm so excited. I found the old tray. There was a tray that came with it. I'm going to take pictures of all this when I get it all in order. I haven't unpacked it yet, but I found it. I'm so excited. And I remember that vaguely. I don't, you know, I don't remember much when I was really small. And – I don't remember having those until I was a little older, but I remember they were there at the house, and I found them, and I'm so excited. So excited. Because you remember those types of things, right? And these are like cups. I think there was an ice bucket. There's a pitcher. All this stuff from ThermoServe from the 1970s. So very excited that I found pieces of that old set and we'll see if I can piece it together. I'll get a I'll get a picture too at some point. Put up on the Facebook page. All right, Wayne's asking for yes, Wayne, that is it. That one right there. I have that I have that now in my possession. Oh, so good. And better than any mug you're gonna get today. Uh, Wayne asking for the baseball bunch theme. I think this is it. Let's see. This program is recommended by the National Education Association. Hey. Is that the Brady Bunch? Johnny Bench, Pete Rose, the San Diego Chicken, taking a bat. Oh, he's getting into it with Rose. Hi, I'm Johnny Bench, and this is the Baseball Bunch. Sam, <laughs> Kate, Harold, Harold, Ozzy, Ozzy, Rick. Hey, Rick. Freddy, there's a Rick. Michelle, Louis. This may be the greatest thing I've ever seen. Tommy Lasorda wizard as a wizard. The chicken. There's the San Diego chicken. Ted Giannolis, by the way.
<laughs> wow. <laughs> the Baseball Bunch is brought to you by Trix, the delicious fruit-flavored cereal kids love. Because Trix are for kids. Trix are for kids. The Baseball Bunch will return after these messages. Oh, they're going to a commercial. What do we got? Let's see what it sounds like coming back. Now return to the Baseball Bunch. A little pepper game here with Johnny Bench, the chicken, and all those kids. All right, girl, come on, let's go. Johnny, why do they call it a pepper game? Yeah, why not a salt? Yeah, Johnny, why do they call it a pepper game? Salt or sugar, that's the silliest thing I've ever heard. It's called a pepper game because once you get going, it looks like a hot pepper you're passing back and forth. All it does is heighten your reflexes, get you ready for the game. We're going to be hitting against the chicken after a while, so let's have a good game of pepper and get loosened up. Come on, Michelle. Give me a good now, that's here. a fun day right there. We're going to be hitting against the chicken later. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go in there and uh, I'm going to go in there and take some cuts against the San Diego chicken. Now, this is when baseball, this is 1981. This is when baseball was still perceived to be the national pastime. All right? Hey, what a great show. I mean, what a great idea. Greatest catcher of all time, Johnny Bench. He's out there. He's getting, and each week it looks like he invited some of his major league buddies to come help him. Kids out there learning to play baseball. Chicken. Tommy Lasorda, as for some reason, Tommy Lasorda is the wizard. He's wearing like a Swami, a Swami hat and a robe. I'm not really sure what's going on. I mean, it was coming out of the 70s, early 80s. I mean, it could be some, you know, could be some uh, <clears throat> um, inebriation type of issues. Not sure. But you see, Johnny just explained the pepper game right there. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I've got people yelling at me that I stopped it. Hang on. All right. Hang on, Bob. Here we go. Here. a girl. Johnny's doing a lot of pepper bunting right now to the kids. Oh, and he hit the chicken. They've sped up the film, by the way. <laughs> uh, Pete teaching kids on spreads and bedding. Oh, no doubt. of a pepper game is to warm yourself up, not wear yourself out. Why don't we take a breather here and look at one of the greatest hitters of all time? Well, that's an excellent idea, Mr. Bench. You mean, of course, that rotund fellow named Babe Ruth. Well, that's exactly right. <laughs> that rotund fellow, Babe Ruth. Remember when Johnny Bench was pitching Krylon? Remember that? The Johnny Bench Krylon paint ads? Am I remembering that right? Hang on. I'm pretty sure that's correct, right? It was Krylon Paints with Johnny Bench. And there are a lot of people down, you know, during the time. Big Red Machine. My dad was a big Reds fan. I mean, we were always watching the Reds. Went to Cincinnati a lot. I mean, then me and my friends did that in high school and college because I was get a chance to go see the Padres. Here we go. This is Krylon Spray Paint, the other leading national brand. And here comes my fast pitch, so watch close. Krylon special formula goes on smooth, yeah. just like a professional. Wow. Just 12 minutes later, it's dry to the touch. No runs, no drips, no errors. 
The other brand still tacky after one hour. Oh wow! Let's see it again. Krylon dry up. Let's see it again. He rubs a baseball in the Krylon. One hour. Did you catch that? Krylon for a smooth, fast, professional finish. So he puts the uh, he puts the uh, the baseball, the white baseball, on the Krylon splotch that he sprayed on the white screen, and it was dry. And then an hour later, he rubbed the baseball on the other brand, <laughs> and well, it still was pretty wet. So disappointing to say the least. <sighs> Good stuff. Good stuff. I loved getting yelled at because I didn't let baseball bunch just play the whole episode. Apparently. But you see, this evokes memories. I'm getting, yeah, yeah, Sammy, yeah. I remember the baseball bunch. That's that's the whole point. And when you hear those themes, man, it's cool. That's what's great about YouTube. Other than now than the fact they're gonna have the NFL Sunday ticket, which we're gonna have to subscribe to. Or I will, as an out-of-place Broncos fan. But yeah, see what I'm saying? It's just like the thermosurf stuff that I found up at my, my mom's. It's like those are the things we carry with us. Whether you're a sports fan, a specific sports fan, whatever it might be, those memories that you have, man, that's what shaped us all as sports fans. Let's go to the uh, Baker team hotline. Hey, good morning. Who's this? This is Wayne from Rapper. How you doing? Hey, Wayne. How you doing, man? All right. Could you play a little bit of... Uh... Queen, uh, we are the champions for Joel Hicks in the 92 championship oh, team. Oh, yeah, we can do that, sure. That's how I'll lead off. Gotta have that. That's how I'll lead off hour two. How's that? All right, here's a little bit of a cowbell for you. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> right, have a good one. Thanks, Wayne. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, 1992. I was actually the uh, analyst, by the way. Uh, on that broadcast in 92. We went to Thomas Dale High. Uh, we played Thomas Dale in the championship. Myself and Collins Knighton was on the call. Now, this is for you, Wayne, by the way. There we go. Yeah, there's no doubt that my favorite show that wasn't football-related of all time is This Week in Baseball. Yeah. I wonder if we can find it. Hang on. All right. So what we're going to have to do now. Hang on here. All right. That's the theme in itself, but you've got to hear the voice here. Right? we got to hear the... Uh, Let's see if I can find that. Here we go. Do you think the man in the batting cage... Mel Allen. Got it. ...next 400 hitter? And do you think the man walking to first will ever overtake Ty Cobb in career stolen bases? Lou Brock in reach of the Georgia Peach. Man, oh man. And can veteran Carl Yastrzemski hit the wall and hold the ball? Carter Skrimsky out in left field for the Red Sox. And do you think these youthful Mets will ever learn to call for the ball? No oh, collision out there between the Mets outfield. I think that was Lee Mazzilli. And did you see the tail of the bird and the bee? Mark Fidrich. Mark Fidrich getting chased by bees on the mound at Yankee Stadium, running away from the mound. <laughs> well, if you didn't, 
Watch it all now as Major League Baseball presents This Week in Baseball. Oh, now we're talking. We got Mel Allen. Come on. Red Soccer Ted Williams, the last major leaguer to hit 400. He did it in 1941. All right, I could watch this entire 23-minute episode. Terry was the last national leaguer to do it. And another 400 hitter, George Sisler, set a record for hits in a single season with 257. Mel Allen, This Week in Baseball, that's what I'm talking about. See, the theme is awesome, but it's, it's better when you've got the voice of This Week in Baseball. Mel Allen. And you could see this uh, in the 70s, and you could keep up with other teams that you didn't always get a chance to as a Padres fan. By this time, I'd already chosen the Padres. Uh, didn't get to see them hardly any. Didn't know much about them other than the newspaper box scores. Think about that before we had all this, by the way, with the internet and with social media and all this access, <clears throat> broadcasts. If you were a displaced fan of your team on the other coast, all you had, basically, was the newspaper in the middle of the week. Now, in the weekend, you could catch up with the game of the week. They'd show the standings and what was going on. But you would have to get, let's say, for instance, me as a Padres fan, or if you're a Dodgers fan, all right? and you were playing a Monday night game, like say L.A. on the West Coast was playing the Giants, or the Padres were playing Los Angeles. You would play that game on Monday, and then if you got the afternoon paper, sometimes the old uh, Southwest Times back in the day, it came in the afternoons, you would get the night scores, but usually you'd get them two days later. So you'd play on Monday, and I wouldn't know how the Padres did until Wednesday. <laughs> and that's what we used to have. And then you had shows like this that kept you connected. So good, so good. Having fun with that this morning. And I figured that most of the folks would enjoy that. Some of the younger listeners probably don't understand it, but hey, we do. Those of us who grew up with it, we do. All right, we'll take a break, come back, we'll wrap up Hour 1 here on this finally Friday edition with Jen and Mike Ashley in Hour 3. Take the big dog for a walk. Oh, just the big lad walking around all licked up. Listen to Big Dog Sports Talk anywhere with the TuneIn app. More BDSD next on WRAD. Sayers, and you're listening to Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Has anyone done more with one song, one fortunate break that he had one hit than D. Schneider and Twisted Sister? We're not going to take it. <laughs> uh, all right, we're getting close to the end of our number one. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Now we have people wanting to hear the NBC uh, NFL theme. We'll have to do that on the other side of the break. I'll look for that as well. Because <laughs> we're covering all the networks. <laughs> we're trying to. Uh, uh, 
this is, you know, this is gold for me. Those are requests that I will always, always try to provide for you, the smartest listening audience in radio. Hour two coming up. Having a lot of fun here on a Friday, as we always do. Stay with us. Hope you're well, wherever you might be. 